If my shirt's open, I would go like this. Because you're a freak. <laughs> I'm nobody's freak. Because that's freaky. Any man, freak. you know who's in that show? No. Who? What? On TV? No, 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 no. You just... Man, you you just know what? You just have to slip up in here. Who does that too? Who used to? What you mean, who used to? Somebody used to know. What you mean, somebody you used to know? That was the late and great Whitney Houston. I'm so late. Because this has been in rotation, and I just saw this on Twitter. But that scene is hilarious. I must have watched it about 20 times now. <laughs> I kid you not. But that was from the Beam Bobby Brown show that aired on Bravo back in 2005. Shout out to Whitney, but does this just admit to having a side piece? <sighs> What's up, Hung Up family? Thank you for tuning in to another week of the Hung Up Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast, bringing you good conversation, wisdom, and positive energy, all from a Black queer perspective. I'm your host, Eric Cole, better known as Tennis Bay. Be sure to follow this podcast on all podcasting and social media platforms by searching at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. And the support link is in the bio. So this week, I'm hanging up on a lot of y'all because a lot of you, including the gays, it's not just the straights. A lot of you get online and you talk about what you don't like about Lil Nas X and what you don't see in him and what you don't relate to in him. And here's the newsflash. You don't have to. You don't have to relate to his music. You don't have to like his music. You don't have to like what he wears to appreciate what this young, talented, black, queer artist is doing for the culture. And the other part of this is like for my straight women, we need to have a conversation. Actually, I'm going to have... Booney from the Booty Breakdown podcast from Maryland. She's going to be on soon. And I, and I have that question for her as a straight black woman. Like, if you're dating someone who's homophobic, sis, best believe, like, that's going to trickle out into your relationship. That's going to impact the experience <laughs> that you're going to have of this man. And, and I guess we're, really what I'm trying to say is, like, he would be such a more desirable person, a more dateable person. Probably even last longer. <laughs> you feel me? A longer term relationship with someone who's not transphobic, who's not homophobic, who has emotional intelligence. Like, there's a lot that goes into that. And so I, I do want to have I want to have this conversation because it's like I feel like a lot of black women do co-sign 
on homophobia and transphobia in certain ways, right? So we'll, we'll have a conversation about it. And if you have thoughts or if you have questions that I can have for Booney when she comes next week, shoot them to hungupod at gmail.com or just slide into the DMs on the Instagram. I'm excited for y'all to hear this week's episode. Kendra Crump, a black Atlanta comedian, dials in with the Hung Up podcast this week. We had a really good conversation about using comedy as medicine, which many of us in the black and the gay and queer community, we're very familiar with that concept, right? You got to laugh and keep from crying (laughs) or you're crying while you're laughing. But uh, we also talked about faith and Kendra's journey to find God for herself. And she also talked about some other traditional aspects of Christianity and church life that she just had to overcome and remix for herself. We also talked about Christianity's war on the LGBTQ plus community and how that impacted both of ours experience growing up in the church. Get into this. Hey, what's up, Hunger Family? Welcome to the show, Atlanta comedian Kendra Crump. What's up, Kendra? Hey, man, everything is everything. You know, I got my hair done the other day. I'm feeling like new money today. That's how I'm feeling. How you feeling today? You did, That's so true. Like, what is it? I, when we get our hair done, particularly, you know, black men, when we get our, when the beard is shaped up, you get your hair done. I mean, we all, men and women, we feel like a brand new person when we get that hair done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we look like a whole new person sometimes. <laughs> you know that that's actually listen, that's actually very true, man. We we really do. It, it just it makes you just feel feel like, OK, great. Like, yes, yes, yes. yes. You know, because I was trying to figure out, I was like, all right, what is the best way? You know, like, how do I how, how, I found the secret of how you can actually look amazing. Right. Because I kept trying to figure out what's the best way. Right. And I, I, this is what I realized. You got to look like shit most of the time. And so it's more of a surprise when you pop out, you know, <laughs> figured it out. So you can step out and be like, bam, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes, honey. Yes. And get all the likes and all the retweets yes. and all that good stuff. Yes. Yes. So you are, I introduced you as Atlanta comedian, but please, Kendra, introduce yourself and let the hung up listeners know where they can find you on social media. I like you. You getting it out already out, out for, cause you know, people's attention span be just, you know, going to to nothing but i'm not a boring person so if you y'all attention span just leaves it's because because you a horrible person but yes uh guys kendra crump aka the h and i c i i am that i'm so much the h and i c that that's my wi-fi network name yes. okay no none of y'all can have the passcode because somehow my mama got in my house and she uh changed the code and i don't even know what it is now back to the story i am rapper the games baby mom slash wife okay uh so jason terrell taylor you can't see me, but you can hear me. Uh, I need you to respond back to my DM. Now, I sent you April 19, 2020, 8 p.m. And April 19, 2021, 9.38 p.m. And I just sent you another one on your other page called The Game. I don't know when, but you know what I'm talking about. Back to the story. So, uh, yeah, I am a recent college graduate. I am a, a from Clark Atlanta graduated with my bachelor's in mass communications and so my dream i'm further my education and so my dream is to actually go forth with
with um uh with child psychology get my phd in that i'm going to be at georgia state and i really need to go ahead and fill out the other application because i messed up it was supposed to be like i was supposed to start in the fall this you know like two weeks ago but then i messed up the application but i'll start in january it's fine give me a long extended break to woosah and get prepared for school and that's it Wow. Child psychologist and comedian. Let me just tell you, if I was a kid and I just so happened to need psychology or therapy and I found out (laughs) that my therapist, my psychologist was also a comedian. How cool is that? That that's that you know, and that's and that I think that's pretty dope. Like I, I think we comedy is the best medicine anyway. Like I think mm-hmm. you know you got to laugh to keep from crying. And and what I do is I try. Like I still go through stuff. Things still bother me, and I think that's the biggest misconception. Like what you're so happy? Why are you? Why are you upset? I'm like guys. I'm still human. At the end of the day, people will still right. try it. You know, but I try mm-hmm. not to allow you know the little things to get get me get me upset. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You just mentioned using laughter and comedy as a way to connect and heal and get through things. What are some ways that you use comedy in your own personal life to heal? First, I'll shout out to you for asking that wonderful question. Nobody's asked me that before. So I want to give you an accolade. Hope let's let we we boosting your crest go. Right now you at 800. Okay. Hey, uh, I need that too. I need that push. I need that bump. <laughs> but how do I use it for myself? Um so there are times when I'm down and, you know, what I try to do now, I've listened to I've gone back and listened to my own times where I've been talking, you know, and I'm like, why would I? I said, girl, where'd you find that? That's freaking hilarious, you know, but I try to go after other comedians who might have who will say certain things that I don't um, necessarily will say, you know, or have never thought of saying. And I'm like, wow, like. I really like this person. So I, you know, the times where I get like, I, I've had depression. Um, didn't realize it was depression since elementary, you know, school. And it was different stages of every time I went from elementary to middle to high school to college to young adulthood. It was different stages that happened for me. So I would just try to find different things to try to keep me, you know, uh, pretty great and, and keep my mind focused and stuff like that. And I believe Steve Harvey was actually it was Will Smith because I was watching The Fresh Prince. I love that show. And then, you know, it went from Will Smith to Steve Harvey. So they were like, you know, my two crutches and stuff like that at the time. And then it went to other people as time progressed. Do you feel that connection when you are doing your stand up thing and you and you have an audience or you have a crowd and you are using comedy to connect. Do you feel that connection with the crowd and with the audience? I do feel that connection sometimes. Like my best way of like, you know, when it comes to comedy, my mama always taught me to think before I spoke and I never listened to her. So I just say what comes off the top of my head and I hope they uh, laugh. And if they don't, you you lame. You can't hope you catch a Charlie horse every time you have sex. I'm uh, fornicated that. Okay. For the married folks out <laughs> there who are still out there hating on me. Okay. And, and stuff like that. I hope your credit score starts over at negative one. How about that? Damn. Anyway, so that's what I do. That's what I do. I, I feel that connection. I feel it. You know. I've watched some videos and some interviews that you've done, and you are not shy talking about your background in faith and how important faith is even, you know, even today, presently, faith is important to you. In regards to religion, you've said some things that I totally agree with, like religion was thrown at us with slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up with parents, everything was a sin. I remember you saying that, and I also experienced that growing up. You also mentioned, you know, having to really 
go on your own personal journey to find God for yourself mm-hmm. and, 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 and nurture that relationship and define it for yourself. Can you share some of your experiences with that? Yeah. So my mother, um, and guys, let me, let me tell y'all how, how great y'all, y'all's host is. He does his research before actually jumping on and, 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 you know, interviewing oh, yes. folks. Oh, yes. Now I, I need to take my same advice. Cause I don't be doing that. Uh, take his advice and, and look, follow him, you know, fo- follow the leader, uh, but I'm just following the followers. Uh, so y'all let him be an inspiration <laughs> to y'all to, before you start oh. jumping, you know, cause, cause you, people Kendra. be asking the same questions. I'm same like, same questions. I'm like, and I don't want to okay. waste your time. I want I'm this like, to be, I'm yeah. like, it's okay. Listen, I, you know, but no, so, <laughs> I grew up in an evangelistic household for the ones that don't know. And for me, I always had this, I'm going to throw out some SAT words that y'all let y'all know. I just wasn't warming up a seat in school, but I kind of still was at the same time. But I had this egregious connotation of God because I'm like, if God is supposed to be so good, then, then why is it that, that we can't enjoy our life? You know, the church, church people really take you out of mm-hmm. wanting to go to church. I had this yeah. conversation. I like doing random acts of kindness. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is don't let your left hand know what your ran- right hand's doing. For the ones that don't know mm-hmm. what that means is when you're doing a good deed, don't showcase it. That to me is, is mm-hmm. it's lame. It's very mm-hmm. lame. You know, gotcha. and I'm going to tell you guys mm-hmm. what I did the other day. Okay, so you will never, ever catch me showcasing any of my good deeds, right? But I'll tell you what happened to me the other day. I was, um, I remember, uh, so how I, this is how I tied, okay? It took me so long to realize that tithing you don't have to go to the church and give your 10 20 30 percent you know like the listen that this collection plate keeps going around like it's a blunt like come on now like guys why are we doing it four times in a row yeah that's like, yeah I, come on now you know i remember mm-hmm. i saw this i saw this video i saw this video on uh uh that got sent to my um no, no, I saw it on my story where these people up in Detroit had gotten into a fight like in the church because the pastor was asking them for money and the pastor's like rolling on, you know, faux foes and stuff like that. Mm. Nice ass car on top of that, right? So so with that being said, like they're like, we're, 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 we're poor and you got, you're asking us for money. But somebody told me, they said, you know, you can tie the multiple ways. And this was somebody whose mother was a minister, but she stopped going to church because of the same issue she was having. And so she told me, there are multiple ways of tithing. Like you can tithe your time, like, you know, community service, going like your, your neighborhood, cleaning up the neighborhood that you're tithing your time. You can tithe by, um, by just like, like paying for someone's groceries, paying it forward. Um, I, how I, or it's like I say, it's, you can tithe by making a nice home cooked meal for your neighbor, giving to them. Mm -hmm. You see them working hard with their kids. They're a single parent and so like that stuff like that. So how I tithe, um, is, uh, um, I, whatever my 10% is that I made for my paycheck, I take that money and I go and I'll pay for someone's groceries. I'll pay for gas, um, whatever it might be. You know, my goal is I want to be able to be wealthy enough where I can pay for somebody's, um, uh, rent for the month, you know, Same. just, I yes. like, like put, put it, put their name in a hat and pull, pull out their name. Like, okay, this month, you know, but then I, it took me a while. Like people, there are people who are prideful. They don't want me paying for their stuff. And I, that had, that, you know, it kind of hurt my feelings. Cause I'm like, why do you want me to, why aren't you taking this blessing? Right. And so it was this one man, <laughs> I got guys, I got dark humor. So just follow me. So there was this one man who uh, was a military vet 
And he, um, I was like, and so I said, hey, can I pay for yourself? No, 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 I don't want you paying for myself. I'm a military, but I got the money. Maybe mm. that military, that PST, PSTDD, all of that, maybe it really started, you know, messing with his brain and went overload and everything else. Like, cause he just like got crazy for no reason. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's why I'm not, uh, gave myself to the service. I ain't got time for that. Like Furious Styles from Boys in the Hood once said, a black man don't have no business being in the, in the white man's army. And I equate that. I'm just saying in general, but that's story for another day. So anyway, back to the story. So this woman, this woman, uh, the other day I had, I, cause I remember I said, okay, I paid for this person's, uh, groceries and, um, her daughter, or I guess it was her daughter. They were still shopping. They said, just go ahead. You know, it's okay. I got it. You can, you know, I appreciate this. I'm, I don't know where my other child is. You know, she's going to come. I don't want you holding up the line or anything else like that. I said, okay, not a problem. So I left and I said, God, I really want to pay for someone's gas. Like it's been a while. I really want to pay for someone's gas. The next day, Went to the gas station. This woman got out and I said, may I pay for your gas? And she's like, oh, oh my gosh, thank you. And she, so she told me this story where she said that she literally was going through so much hell and she had literally denounced God. And I used to always think that prior to me um, being around a bunch of people, as I got older, I thought every black person believed in God. Like in my mind, I thought everyone, there was no such thing as a black atheist. But as I got older, I come across so many different black atheists or agnostic or whatever it might be. Right. And so she told me, she said, you know what, because you came to me and just, you know, open with your, with, with the love and everything else, I, you have restored my faith in God. And yesterday I brought, you know, I bought a Bible. Like I threw all of my Bibles um, out this past year, but you really have restored my faith. And I was like, wow, wow like I've never had no one say that, you know? And, and she That's said really that cool. she tried going into the church one day, like a, a while back. And she was really going through a deep depression and you're supposed to come as you are. She came in there not looking her best. She just felt the judgment amongst everybody. She said she just got up and left and she said mm -hmm. she ain't been to church since then. But it's like, why should I do that? So no, like, like how, how I end up and what I do is after I do my random act of kindness, I just say read one Bible verse before the week is over. And then I go on about my day, you know, and that's, that's what I do, you know? So, and then one time I had this man, like he was like, oh, I'm looking for a wife. Sir, what's that to do with me? Just just take the random act of kindness and get out of my face. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Sometimes you can't be helping. Some, some of these men, you can't be helping because they'd be like, oh, yeah, she she paid for my stuff. She must want it. Sir, you're 50 years old. I want your AARP card. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's a, it's amazing how like pride can be triggered in people and it, and it, and it varies. And what I'm hearing is acts of kindness is definitely a way to help when people don't want, you know, maybe they don't want cash or they don't want their bills paid. An act of kindness is so universal and there's so many different things that you can do. You name several things. And I just think that's dope. And I just also think there's a lot of, there's more heart that goes into it versus you, you know, paying a bill versus you, you notice that I've been struggling. I'm a single parent and I live next door. You offering, you know, you bring it over dinner or you offering to watch my kids and giving me a night out, like little things like that that are more intentional because I I want to help alleviate some of the stress. So I want to help take some of this burden off of your shoulder. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. And I, and I loved how you equated that with um, alternatives to tithing. Kendra, you know, I have struggled with faith growing up. Um, you know, I grew up in the church heavy. I mean, heavy. And I mean, when it came to, during the summer, I was at church camp. 
all year long. I was in the church choir. I was an usher. I went to Sunday school. I went to, um, my mother was like a prayer warrior. The church had like a, um, a hotline, 24 hour hotline and people could call in for prayer. And she was one of the sisters of the church who would always be in this prayer tire and taking these calls. And I was with her all the time. So I spent a lot of time in the church. And the one thing I remember the most is fear. Is mm-hmm. fear. And, and, is, and, and to be more direct, it was because I was gay. I was, I was a queer little boy, little black boy growing up in Southern Maryland. And I felt fear. You know, there were times where I would just stay up. I wouldn't get any sleep as a kid because I'm looking out of my mm-hmm. window I'm scared God going to come back because all week long, pastor been telling me he coming to get you. And so I too have been on this journey as an adult. I've been on a journey to find God and connect with God, um, realizing God was always within me and a part of me. Um, it's just a realization. So I appreciate you sharing that. I really do. And can I, can I share this with you? Please. Yes. Um, this is coming from someone who, you know, I was saying prior to us recording, uh, I was saying my mother has this thing like about, you know, the the gay community and everything else and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, the other letters and, and, and stuff, you know, and, and because she's so dogmatic where she goes off of that one scripture in Leviticus where she says that, you know, it's, it's detestable, like like a bestiality. But does it say it's going to send you to hell? This is what I'm saying, man. We who we don't know who's going to heaven or hell. The great Eddie Griffin once said that, you know, how the hell do you know who's going to hell? Did God come down, tap you on your shoulder and say, hey, that nigga's going to hell right there? You don't know who's going to hell. Mm-hmm. We don't know this, man. What about the people who don't smoke, drink, curse? They, 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 they're straight, quote unquote, but they judge people their entire life. That can send you. I'm pretty, I feel like that can send you to hell. What about mm-hmm. uh, predators, p- mm-hmm. pedophiles? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that sends you to hell. That's just how I feel. But we don't know who's actually going to hell. And if you don't mind me asking or so, if you want to talk about it off camera, um, did something happen? Like, were you uh, molested or anything? Or was it like, did you feel like it was just at a young age you just knew? Or what, what, how do you, what exactly happened when it came with your uh, sexuality? Well, it was like, I mean, I always knew that I was different. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I couldn't put a name on it. But I was told I was gay. I was told I was a sissy. I was told I was a faggot before I even knew what I was. Mm-hmm. So that thing, that thing was always there. I think, mm-hmm. you know, this thing of, you know, people are, you know, sometimes they're molested and that's what it, it turns them into. I think that that is something that straight men create. I think straight men create a lot of distractions so that way they can do their fuck shit. Um, And Mm -hmm. up into including pedophilia, you named it a Mm -hmm. few seconds ago, up into including molesting little boys and little girls, up into including, um, you know, just doing a whole bunch of nonsense. And it's just like gay is propped up as this horrible thing. And I think it's just really made to be a distraction. It's, I, I was very ashamed within my skin because I remember, you know, and this is just my belief, what I think happened. I remember I was at, my parents were divorced and so my father uh, went to my father's house. One day it was a pop-up, but I'm like, oh, I was like seven, eight years old. 
I clicked on it. I said, oh, boobs. Okay, let me keep on going. So I, I, I like the lesbian porn. And I believe, you know, I, I think the Bible talks about, you know, watching what you, you know, being mindful of what you watch and what you put in your ears and stuff like that, what you listen mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or else it could become you. So I think because that spirit um, or, you know, me watching the lesbian porn at a young age, what came into me didn't really manifest until early high school where I was remember the very first time I had a dream. I just kissed a girl like like Katy Perry. I kissed a girl and I liked it. Well, I didn't like it. I was gonna, no, actually I did like it, but I'm like, I'm not supposed to like this in my dream. Right. right? That's how I felt, too. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so I remember my mother. I was like, I told her one day, because I said, okay, she can cast, she's an exorcist. Oh, she can Lord. cast <laughs> cast the demons out, right? Uh-huh. And so, because I, I was, I felt all the time, I was like, this is wrong and I'm not supposed to be like this. Mm-hmm. So I remember going to my mother at 16, telling her, hey, you know, I really want to get rid of this. And she was very calm. She's like, thank you for telling me, you know, the calm before the storm. And so she, we, we prayed threw anointed oil on me. I felt free, right? For like mm-hmm. six months. And I'm like, oh, well, guess this is who I am. And I remember I got a best friend. Well, I, you know, in his mind, I think he still thinks we're best friend. In my mind, we just cool. Anyway, so you know how that is with friendships. Um, so he told me, he one day told me he was very scared to tell me. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, we were in the same age, high school. Mm-hmm. He tells me and I'm like, oh, I'm, he's like, well, thank you for not being, you know, making me feel ashamed because it's one thing to be black. Well, I, I equate being black in America is like playing all Madden. Okay. So, and if you're a black man who's gay, oh, oh, that's, that's like that, that, that's the death penalty right yeah. there because nobody accepts it. Women, they accept women for being gay in society and everything. So back to the story, right. I remember he told me, I said, I'm, I'm cool with this. So I told my mother, I remember we were going to a, um, now, the church I grew up in was a mega church. I don't like mega churches because it's like I can't be on first name base with the minister. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Can't talk. You know, everybody's security. Yeah. Yes. And so I remember my mother. I told we there was a, a video shoot um, music video that, you know, church kids could be a part of. We were living on the north side of town and this church was on the south side of town. And I and. Um, my best friend like lived like 10 minutes away from church. I said, it's okay. You know, he's a guy, he's gay. Put his business out there so she can reassure. And I was thinking like, it makes more sense instead of me getting up at the crack of dawn to so you can drop me off. Both of us on a Sunday at that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Getting up at the crack of dawn for you to drop me off and everything else at, you know, this place. Can I just stay tonight at his place? He's family. He's a guy. He ain't going to do nothing. Right. She's she's like, uh, you know, not a problem. And then she came back to me later on, probably a few days after that, and said, I I don't feel comfortable with you going there because, you know, since you're no longer in this sin, then then I don't want him to try to change you back to it. I said, Mom, I don't. And when she said that, I was like, what? And, And I think what I realized is this, right? I don't, and he told me from him being a gay man, for him, he said, Kendra, no gay person really wants to be gay. I like, I'm not gonna try to sit here and change you. I'm not gonna sit here and try to influence you. Where does she get that from? Where we we have so much to deal with. Why do we we're not really, it's like and we're not ashamed, but at the same time, we're not gonna sit here and try to transform and change people to be like us. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, because it's it's like 
we're not, I think a lot of parents, especially our old school parents, that generation, my parents, my grandparents, like they have this idea that, especially when it comes to, we talking about gay people and queer people, we ain't going to get into like trans people and, and drag queens, but they just think that by us living our lives out loud and freely that we are now creating some type of doctrine or we're trying to you know, convert people or I don't know what they think that I don't know if they think it's like a cult that we have and we're trying Mm -hmm. to reel people in and try to. And I don't think that's what it is at all. I think by other people seeing people like them, I don't I don't care if it's whether we're talking about gays, lesbians. um, I don't care if we're talking about occupation. We could be talking about so many things when you realize that there's someone like you. When you realize that you're not alone, that is liberating and that is freeing. I mean, I I equate that to discovering a word for something that you've been feeling like, oh, my God, there's actually a word to describe this feeling or this or this experience that I've had. Yeah, there is. I mean, like. Shit like, excuse me, things like that are, Honey, it's, it's, it's just free. You can say whatever you want. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I feel like with you, I got to like curve my oh, language. And that's, I love the respect. <laughs> and why can't women, I wish for women could have that same respect when they don't like, they like to call me bitch. And I'm like, sis, I'm, don't call me that. I've, I've had to cut women off because they like to call me that word. And I told them before, do not call me that word. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where that word became so acceptable where you, I've had podcasters. I typically tell right. podcasters prior to us recording, please don't call me that. But sometimes I forget mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, but like I said, I, I don't like, no. And I appreciate the respect. I've had people come out, you know, I'm the type of person now, I'll, you know, and I, when you come on my podcast, um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about this. Like, I like, I'm at the point in my life now, I like men with money. Right. And people are like, well, I don't, I don't, don't strike me as that. And I'm like, Listen. honey, if I'm a woman, you trying to holler at me, you let me strike you as that. But anyway, back. But let, let me stay back on <laughs> subject with you. Let me let me stay back on. But no, so like I said, I think the fact that me telling my mother this, I told you it was a calm. The storm is I'm hanging around women. Oh, why are you hanging around? You gay? Now it's like you're gay. And I remember she does, she's not gonna remember this, but I remember I was 18. And I'm in my bed, it's nighttime. And she came in my room for some reason, just started a war. And she says, you're going to hell because you're gay. Slams the door. And I remember oh I crawled gosh. into like the fetal position, right? It's been a couple of times in my life where I've been in a fetal position as a, as a young adult. And mm. I just felt so low. And yeah. I literally like hated my mother again. And I had this long term of hatred towards my mom with step on cracks to make her back break. I would like, I literally had this, but I had to release that anger one of my other favorite scriptures is father forgive them for they know not what they do and you know at at some point she's going to have to answer to that and again parents do the best they can you know there is no there is no god book in parenting and Mm -hmm. everything else and i was i was like why she said that when i was a child she told me when i was a um uh, when I was in her womb, she prayed heavily over the spirit of homosexuality. I said, out of all the things that you could have prayed over, okay. that was the one that that mattered to you the most. Why didn't you pray that and come what out is- like with have cerebral palsy, Down syndrome? Not that I have an issue against that because I love. Absolutely, the, I get uh, what you're saying. Yeah. I, you know, but at the same time, pray over because again, parents who have mm-hmm. to deal, who have children who are in that level of autism, and because I, you know, you got to clean it up because you don't understand what I'm saying. But I don't yeah. want nobody coming at me with. 
<laughs> I have a child, you know, so I got to clean up for the ones out there. Pa- <laughs> yes. our parents who have children who 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 do have those con- um, conditions and are special needs parents, it's a lot of work. It's hard, you know, and 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 mm-hmm. they have to really. They sometimes they don't have nobody to lean on. They're going through depression, so you're not praying. Pray over a healthy child, okay. someone who who has the knowledge and all of that type that I actually have a brain. Their baby's born. My mother used to work for the AJC Atlanta Journal Constitution. There was a report, and this is so I hate parents who just want to get that claim to fame. There was this parent family who decided to go um, on a newspaper, go to news, and their baby was born without a brain. And it was like the front page of the newspaper. And I'm like, bro, what the hell is wrong with y'all, man? Mm-hmm. Anyway, back mm-hmm. to the story. But like I said, she prayed most over that. And when I think what happened is because her, what she prayed over did not really come to pass. I felt like maybe she got angry with God or whatever it might be because she's like, oh, well, there goes, there goes Kendra. And she says, stay away from me. I'm not going to deal with, with you if you pop up you know with the woman my one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite jokes is i'm you know imagine i'm i'm out here wait wait no 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 no. it was it was a joke where i've seen i've seen two straight people i've seen straight people on television my entire life and, and here i am out here still wanting some cooch like i made that joke. <laughs> like like you know so what is the this whole fact of oh if you see two gay people you know they're kissing it's gonna turn you gay i don't i don't know like i said man i think sexuality is a spectrum there have been some guys who i thought was gay and they weren't and then there have been guys who i thought weren't gay and they were and and, and i love hanging around a lot of gay guys because y'all are freaking hilarious i don't know if there's like some type of gene like okay i'm gay i'm gonna be like the next coming y'all are freaking hilarious you know All what right? i think it I, is I keep y'all around man <laughs> you know what i think it is I'm going to tie it right back to how we started this interview. I think it's because laughter heals. And Mm -hmm. I think those of us that are oppressed or we have gone through a lot of trauma in our lives, particularly black women, particularly black and queer, uh, black, queer and gay men. Unfortunately, a lot of us experience a lot of trauma and the world is not friendly to us as adults either. So I think we do find our way. I think we do heal and we do connect through comedy and through laughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really appreciate what, what, what you're doing. And um, I'm, I'm over the fact that we're, we're at time. But the good thing is that we're going to do a part two. We're going to do a part two. Now, because- yeah, most, and we can do a part three as well. And I, I, let me tell you guys where okay. I am with my sexuality like now, in case there are people like, what's her sexual? Here's my, here, here's where I am. Okay. One thing I, you know, I, I was like, I've, I've clung more to the women because women, you know, I, it's, it's, I can, I'd be quicker to whip out one of my, you know, this Zaza titty out to a woman yeah. than I can with <laughs> men because, you know, men, they're, men will, like being sexually harassed by men, you know, uh, mm. since like as early as elementary school and being really hit mm. hard mm-hmm. until mm. middle school and then high school and adulthood, it makes me really disgusted with a lot of men. Okay. Yeah, I get That's it. number yeah. one. Yeah. Number number two, number two, um, the things that guys will say, the audacity, you know, that guys will say to me, right. older men at that, the fact that they'll they'll have no self-respect for themselves and want to just send out their penis to any woman. They think, oh, well, she looks grown, so I'm going to, I'm going to, or she told me her age, bro, it's called lying. You know, like, you don't, that's how you get the sex charges and stuff. But I've tried, like, oh, let me try with a woman. The women are annoying. I, I would, and then a lot of these women are not clean. A lot of their diets, man. Like the the odor down there. Like, have, oh. you, have you ever been with the? Have you ever been with a woman before? You you tried it yes. and it just didn't work. 
Yeah, and you know what? Was, and that's was there an older thing. down there? I, and that's another thing I want to talk to you about in our part two slash part threes is that I more closely identify as queer because I've never felt solely just attracted to men. Never. It's it's always been both. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've dated women. I have had I've yeah, I've had sex with women. Absolutely. Now that's that was a long time ago. Um, that was really in high school. Do you do you wanna you wanna try again? I, I got this little cooter, you know, it it it, it cures Come all on. You know, can... <laughs> <laughs> See when people when, when when queer people come together, you know what I'm saying? I think at the end of the day, we're gonna save the world, honestly and truly. You know, the most the most oppressed people are 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 the are the chosen people are the true the true children in my opinion. But nah, for real, this was great. Um, I really appreciate it. We have definitely more to talk about. We I want to no, talk we, more about we, this. We do, and I, again, I, I hope I do end up like I said. My goal, I wrote written down my list. I given to God. I hope I do marry man. But if that's not what's in my life plan, it's not. I'm not gonna sit here and get boohoo cry. You have to I tell to all the people out there listening. You have to live your life for you, mm-hmm. not for your parents, not for anybody else. If whatever you feel comfortable. But like I said, I it's I'm gonna tell you the type of women who be trying to holler at me. The ones who look like Manny Fresh, POP hold it down, Trick Stop. Daddy. Uh, a little boosy. Okay, it's it's never the ones who look like Nia Long. Okay, those types. I'm like, bro, Ooh, can I get Neil. or feminine? Oh. Can I get someone who looks attractive? Like, don't don't Neil try Long. to. Do, I got dreads and stuff like that. You know, please come on, people, work with me. I, I I'm trying to like, I want us to both be looking fly. But you maybe know, we like could I do said. a switch. Like, you come up here to Philly, we go out, we get you a girl. I come down there to Atlanta, we go out, you get me a guy. I, you know what? I, I'll try. These 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 guys, they be some hoes, man. I don't want you getting your heart broke because that means I'm going to swing on somebody. Uh, so <laughs> they, they all hoes. <laughs> but no, like no I said, if, if, it, if, it, if it ever, if it, and then on top of that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it all the way real. Like I said, there, there's, I've come across some women. There's an older, I just, I think she has to be clean. Like it, that's, that. It's, 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 it, it has to be kind of, it has to be clean in a sense. And a lot of these women Absolutely. are not clean and they just, I just really am not really impressed. So like I said, That's if there is a woman who, who looks like a woman, a feminine side of my DM, I might not give you head the first 30,000 times, but just work with me. <laughs> you want like a femme. You want to, you want. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yes, yes. Or a pretty right. stud, you know, who ain't gonna pull Ooh. out the strap on. I know I'm like, you know, I'm sis, I'm not that gay. Okay, I'm 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 on the surface, sis. I'm on the surface. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like 15% gay at this point. 15%. <laughs> it might be a little bit more, Kendra. I, I think it might be a little bit more. It depends on the day. I'm I'm a free-spirited person, so it depends on the day. I just love the fact that you are so open about that, but you're also very true to your faith and you don't get the two confused. You don't get them confused and you're very honest about it. And let me say this as well, before we, you know, exit on out, you guys realize cursing is not, you know, what they want to, you know, block out on television. Cursing is when you speak death upon people, negativity. Like if you say mm. you ain't, you ain't shit and you stupid MF, you ain't never going to be nobody. Your podcast ain't going to do nothing. And da-da. that's cursing. Mm. Those are people you stay away from. But if I stop my time, like, oh shit, that, that's no, that's not, that's not cursing. And that's what I think people need to get to, to, to the realization. And this is what I'm telling you. You got to quit, quit, the church is not going to tell you the honest truth. You have to figure out who God is for yourself. Yes. I always say, man, you start your day with God. Like before when I was um, 
coming home from running my errand before I jumped on the, um, my two podcasts that I did, you know, well, before I came with you and everything today, I was on, the, I was just talking to God for 10 minutes. It was just me and him. And I was just having a conversation with him, but you still have, like I said, form your own relationship with God. That's what I want to end out with, with part one, form your own relationship with God and figure out who he is for you. Quit listening to the people in the church. Cause I'm telling you, man, the church will drive people away. I'm gonna give you one little story. One, one last story. Then we can, you know, skedaddle. I remember there was this woman, I don't say names on, on people's podcasts, but I say my, my podcast, but there was this elderly woman. Well, not elderly. Well, she had gray hair 50, in her 50s. She, she was AARPH. Okay. Um, and so she, uh, we went to the chain church. She was cool, you know, pretty well off woman. And, she would always, when I was working at the gym, she liked to spend classes. And so she would always call up and say, Hey, put my name on the list, which I should not have been doing that in the first place because it's first come first serve. You don't hold nobody's place in line or nothing like that. This particular day. And she's like, and anytime I would do this, it, like, Oh, thank you. You are such a beautiful girl. I love you. I'm like, I love you too. Insert name here. And so with that being said, I remember this particular day I showed up to work a lot later um, then my schedule, well, I, I was supposed to show up. They called me and I showed up later. And so her name, somebody had answered the phone before I got there. I got to, when it came to me uh, walking in, to the, you know, I said hello to everybody. I'm by the spin room and she comes and she grabs my arm tightly and she says why did you lie to me tell me that that that, that we had spin class and they're like going off of me and i'm looking around like is anybody seeing this old ass <laughs> bitch like grabbing me and i ripped my arm off and i said what's wrong she's like you over here lying to me i said what are you talking about i lie to you and she says you called when i picked up called about 45 minutes ago that was you on the phone said that 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 we had spin class available and nobody's what? here blase woo and i said that wasn't me i just showed up like now that was you so this is what I did. I confronted her a couple of days later and I said, don't you, and I, I don't remember what I said. Something about, don't you put your hands on me? And I'm looking at her with a demonic look in my eyes and I Come told on, her, demonic. okay, fine. It won't happen again, right? I had, a, I, had a, I had a channel like an anger demon inside of me. I'd, I'd be putting her, her name is Dynasty. I'd, have put, I'd be putting Dynasty away, but Dynasty almost came out. Dynasty actually did come out. I almost told this girl who was going, I was going to drag her over her man. Anyway, but it wasn't even her man. They weren't even, anyway, back to the story. Back That was on my <laughs> podcast. Y'all want to listen to that? The Kendra, oh, I didn't put out my Instagram name earlier instagram is the kendra crump show so the is in the k-y-n-d-r-a-c-r-u-m as a mary p's and paul show not with no money so i'm not no fake ass asap rocky s-h-o-w my own podcast is the kendra crump show um that you all can find eric at you know he might be a regular guest who, who knows hey. but you guys can find him you know every friday nights 9 p.m eastern standard time and my youtube is kendra crump so k-y-n-d-r-a space c-r-u-m-p let me tell you what happened with this woman finishing up the story she was so upset but again i was surprised because this is a woman who will say i love you we go to church i will see her we hug all that a couple of years later she's in i went to walmart walmart was um around the corner um from the la fitness i was working at walmart she's coming by where i'm working at she's like she looked at me like uh-uh, i don't need no help you know and she was about to ask for help. I was like uh-uh and i'm like what is your problem years later you still upset you are still upset behind something that you did, lady. So like I said, man, I'm telling you, people, you can't, you cannot. And I always find it funny. I always find it funny that that the, a lot of these cats with these biblical names are some of the worst. Some of these people are horrible. I'm like, bro, how you get robbed by Abraham, man? Like, his name is Abraham. What you got robbed by Abraham? What crap is that? But anyway, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> wow. 
I appreciate you, Kendra. Honestly, I, I feel like we need more people of faith like you speaking this truth, truly. Like, because the people are being misguided <laughs> and led astray. So I really appreciate you for being here. Like you just mentioned, we're going to do this again. We're going to definitely have you back on next week. And like Kendra said, I'll be on her show this Friday. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, Kendra, before you leave one more time, just remind the people where we can find you on social media and how we can support you. Yes. Um, Instagram is the Kendra Crump Show. The is in the K-Y-N-D-R-A-C-R-U. M is a Mary P's and Paul Show. Um, on Instagram, same name as my podcast. Just type, if you can't remember anything, go on Google and just type in Kendra Crump with a Y. Um, how you guys can support me um, by being kind to one another. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. That's how, that's the best support I can get. And if you see me in person, you can speak. I'm nice, but don't come at me with no foo-foo because you might get pimp slapped. Um, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's it. And just subscribe and 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 everything else, man. And and keep on y'all keep on being great. And and remember, do cocaine cause crack is what? Oh Lord have mercy. <laughs> Kendra. <laughs> this was great. Thank you for being here. I'm hung up and we'll we'll talk soon. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Big shout out to Kendra Crump for dialing in. And make sure y'all follow and support Kendra. I will put her contact information in the episode notes. If you all have any thoughts or feedback on the show, email me at hunguphod at gmail or send the show a DM on Instagram by searching at hunguphod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. I'm the most active on Instagram anyway. I'm just curious what kind of experiences you have all had growing up in a religious environment. How did that experience shape who you are today what has been your journey as a as someone who that identifies as gay or queer what's your journey been like in the church lastly i was on the kendra crump podcast show last friday and i will probably join her again this friday so you guys can find the kendra crump show on itunes i want to thank you all for listening stay safe remember to keep your shoulders relaxed and i'll talk to y'all next week Peace. Anyway, y'all be blessed. Ponder on that. Share the video, like it, have y'all discussions all y'all want to. I still stand on it. If you feel some type of way by two niggas, you need to feel some type of way by two bitches or shut the fuck up. Have a blessed day.